it was based on that message that the Lord gave me a message I have mentioned in part or in passing in the in the years past even so come Lord Jesus even so and I will explain from today's communication why we need to cry out and say even so come Lord Jesus for your information apart from we being live on IP online radio which is on the website of the church that is iprministries.com we are also streaming live on Facebook and then doing a test transmission on IPR TV IPR TV was just created yesterday evening by Owen Owen my younger brother and then he said he wants to do a test transmission today so when you go to the website www.iprministries.com you will see the menu chat in the home menu uh, button in the home page there are various things there IP online radio IPR TV Facebook podcasts and what have you you can click on IPR TV in case you're having challenges watching on Facebook today and in the fullness of time we will tell you why we need to do IPR TV as well so that there we can minister any song without copyright issues on IP online radio and you can watch that on IPR TV glory be to God so this morning I bring to you even so come Lord Jesus and I'll take my first test from second Peter chapter 3 second Peter chapter 3 let me read 8 oh, sorry verse 8 through 14 second Peter chapter 3 8 through 14 kindly follow today's teaching you will love it you will love it so much and you will appreciate why the church as a body as a whole must begin to say even so come Lord Jesus in 2nd Peter chapter 3 verse 8 downward says and I will encourage you you can read the whole of chapter 3 you will even appreciate the communication better but because of time I'm picking it from verse 8 it says but beloved do not forget this one thing that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness but is long-suffering toward us not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance verse 10 but the day of the Lord please take note of the phrase the day of the Lord but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up verse 11 therefore since all these things will be dissolved what manner of persons ought you to be 
in holy conduct and godliness. Verse 12 says, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God. Please take note of the phrase, the day of God. Looking for and hastening and take note of the word hastening. Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God because of which the heavens will be dissolved being on fire and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Verse 13, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Verse 14, my last verse for today. Therefore, beloved, looking for, forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless. Can you say amen to the reading of these verses of scripture? Wow. Oh my God. I wish everybody who heard these verses would catch a revelation today. That's my heart cry. Because deep things are communicated in these verses of scripture. Beginning from where I took it from. He said, beloved, do not forget this one thing. That with the Lord, with the Lord, you see, with us, thousand years is a very long period. But with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years. And a thousand years as one day. Now, you will discover that it is based on this understanding that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. It is based on this, do I call it understanding? It is based on this aspect of God. We don't have that aspect. With us, thousand years is a very long period. But with the Lord, thousand years is as a day and a day as a thousand years it is based on this aspect of god that makes the thousand year reign of the lord the day of the lord did you hear that i told you to take note of the phrase the day of the lord so we have the day of the lord which is a thousand year period when christ shall come back to the earth to reign with the saints and with his holy angels the day of the lord then scripture also talks about the day of god he says looking for and hastening the coming of the day of god somebody will ask what is the difference because there is a difference i love this there is a difference between the day of the lord and the day of god Now, here is a point. When I taught on the judgment seat of Christ, and then I also taught um, three final judgments in the year 2018, and I will kindly request that you go back to Samuel Excellence Podcast. These two messages are there. I did explain that the day of the Lord is not the same as the coming of the Lord in the air for the church. This is where a lot of believers have confused the two and therefore whenever we are talking about the coming of the Lord, some do not even know what we are, 
we are, we are even talking about. If you go back to these two messages, the judgment seat of Christ, and then three final judgments, you will discover that the coming of the Lord in the air is when what we call the rapture will take place. You will not find the word rapture in scripture, but rapture is a snatching away, is the taking away of a people. And so there is the coming of the Lord in the air. In that coming, he is not landing on the earth. According to scripture, he will come in the air. There will be the first trumpet sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then at the second trumpet sound, we who are alive and remain until his coming will be changed from mortality to immortality within a moment, within a twinkling of an eye at that last trumpet sound. And then together with those who rose from the dead at the first trumpet sound, we shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And the Bible says, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. What that means is that if the Lord is in heaven, we are with him. If he is coming back to the earth, we are with him. And if if he is ushering us into the world to come, we are with him. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Okay, let me get this point clearly spelled out. So we have the day of the Lord. When is that going to take place? And the day of God, when is that also going to take place? Can I explain? From these scriptures, we will discover that the day of the Lord, which is a thousand year reign, will precede the day of God. Okay, for me to communicate this better, let me read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 22 into 26, and then you will appreciate what Christ will come and do on the earth, okay, when he shall come back to reign for a thousand years. 1 Corinthians 15. 22 into 26. Apostle Paul writing here says, For us in Adam all die. When I read this verse, then a thought came to my heart. That thought was, I guess this is where a lot of people have said that everybody will die. But please, when you are reading scripture, don't misquote God. He was making an analogy. Of course, death came through Adam. So, in Adam, you will find that people are dying just because the wages of sin is death. So, he said, for us in Adam all die. Even so, in Christ, all shall be made alive. But we have also established that apart from those who died in Christ, there are those who will not sleep until Christ comes. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. I think we saw that last week, Sunday. All right. So don't say that because of this verse, it means that we must die before we go to heaven. No. Verse 23. But each one in his own order. There's an order here. Christ, the first fruits. Christ is the first fruits. First fruits means the first and the best. He is the only person having the glorified body or the completion of what the Bible calls the fruits of his of his redemption you see out of his sacrificial death a people are born unto god 
who are new creatures therefore if any man be in Christ he is new creature all things have passed away and behold all things have become new Christ is the first fruit in the sense that he is the first and the best of this new breed of people and he is the only one at the moment who has the glorified body which we will also have at his coming so the order is this Christ he said but each one in his own order Christ the first fruits afterward those who are Christ at his coming did you hear that so we will be like him but we shall see him as he is verse 24 then comes the end take note then comes the end when he that is Christ delivers the kingdom to God the father please take note because I'm taking you to the day of God there is a difference between the day of the Lord and then the day of God then comes the end when he Christ delivers the kingdom to God the father when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power so he is giving us a picture here the coming of Christ to the earth to reign for a thousand years which we call the day of the Lord because one thousand years is like a day to the Lord and a day to the Lord is like a thousand years is the essence of that rule is to put down all rule and all authority and all power in other words to subject everything unto himself but he won't stop there when he subjects everything to himself. Look at verse 25. For he must reign. Oh, I like that phrase. He must what? Reign. Oh, I think there's a song like that. He must reign. He must reign. People of God, it's a, it's a must. He must reign. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. It will happen this one there is nothing anybody can do about it okay when christ shall come to the earth there is nothing it has been programmed it is what i call time specific when that time comes nothing can change it all that will happen from the day of the lord to the day of god there is nothing anybody can do about it you will see that there is only one thing we can do and that is why we are going i mean we are going into even so come lord jesus he christ must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet and he will do it and verse 26 says the last enemy that will be destroyed is death so he will reign look at verse 27 that's where i'm going for he has put all things under his feet but when he says all things are put under him it is evident that he who put all things under him is accepted what does that mean god who put all things under the feet of christ is not under christ that's what he's saying verse 28 says now when all things are made subject to him that is christ then the son himself oh i like that will also be subject to him who put all things under him that god may be all in all i wish somebody would compose a song out of this verse that what god may be all in all ultimately child of god this is what god is telling you and me ultimately after all said and done god 
is going to be all in all just as he was before adam's transgression before adam's high treason before adam's disobedience that is all that god has sought to achieve ever since sin or rebellion entered his kingdom through lucifer the first and then to adam's world ever since all that god has been doing with all of us he is just looking at one thing so that everything will be complete all in all he will have dominion both in heaven and on earth and even under the earth just as it was or he had before the fall so do you see christ's mission his mission is not to come and make a name for himself he loves his father so much that when he comes he is coming to reign to put all authority and power and dominion under his feet because that's what the father has made him and then when he has subjected everything and the last enemy death is also destroyed that he himself will subject himself to the father who put all things under his feet so that the father god the father god almighty will be all in all do you understand what that means all in all means that he is in charge there is no rebellion any longer in his kingdom at the moment the earth domain of god's kingdom is full of rebellion when rebellion came into heaven the heavens domain you remember what god did god didn't fight he allowed michael and his angels to fight lucifer and his angels and lucifer and his angels bible said there was no place found for them because they were booted out of heaven so there is no rebellion in heaven but there is rebellion here on earth because this lucifer intruded in adam's world and led man into rebellion and ever since there has been great rebellion and even death has had reigned until christ came and god sees death as an enemy and the last enemy that shall be destroyed will be death glory be to god and then christ will subject himself to the father so here is the point at the end of the thousand year reign at the end of the reign of christ for that thousand year period which we call the day of the lord then we will we'll be ushered into the day of god did you hear that will be what ushered into the day of god that's when we will call we will call it the world to come but i want us to go back to second peter chapter 3 to see some things that were communicated because you will you don't look over overlook these powerful truths that are there second peter chapter 3 again maybe let me read from where i took it from then we can pick the things i want you to see eight again but beloved do not forget this one thing that with the lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day the lord is not slack concerning his promise what promise the promise of a new heaven and a new earth please never forget that the promise of what a new heaven and a new earth if you read isaiah chapter 65 verse 17 maybe i can just quote it isaiah talks about he says behold i create new heavens and a new earth then he says the former listen to how god calls this world what we call present god calls former in other words it's past in the sight of god god doesn't live within the curtains of time he lives in eternity we are limited within the brightness of time so we call this one present world but as far as god is concerned it is former <laughs> he, he doesn't even consider it 
what we cherish and consider and hold on to and want to settle here for god says is former and isaiah isaiah 65 verse 17 says that behold i create new heavens and a new earth and then he said and the former shall not be remembered nor come to mind please did you hear that the former shall not be remembered nor come to mind by reason of the new one that is going to create in other words the new one will be so awesome that this one that we cherish this one that we hold on to this one that we are building empires in will not be remembered nor come to mind so that's god's promise and god wants us to look forward to that you will see it in the verses i'm going to read okay he says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. To perish means to live outside of Christ. When say somebody has perished, it means that he doesn't have Christ. God has not, it's not God's will that anybody will live outside of him because he knows what that means. It means that a place he never prepared for any human being is where you will go the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels matthew 25 verse 41 verse 10 says but the day of the lord will come as a thief in the night in which please take note in in the day of the lord he says the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat what is he talking about look at the continuation both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up in the day of the lord he is giving us a picture that when christ shall come okay everything that christ shall establish at the end of it let me read the level into 12 then you'll get it Levin says therefore since all these things will be dissolved what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness in other words the things we cherish in this world the things we hold on to the things we amass for ourselves the empires we are building peter apostle peter says seeing and it's unfortunate this generation is not seeing he says seeing that all these things will be dissolved the question is when we'll see it in the verse and the verses that follow seeing that all these things will be dissolved what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conduct and godliness in other words look there is nothing to live for as far as this world is concerned he says live for the lord live holy live a godly life because the things you are laboring for toiling for amassing wealth for they will all be dissolved the question is when let's go on therefore since all these things will be dissolved Okay, the new King James says, therefore sins, all these sins. But I was reading King James in my mind. Oh, this man is a King James man. The King James says, seeing that all these sins will be dissolved. Look at verse 12. Looking for. This one is the biggest thing I've ever seen in scripture. And I'm going to explain. He says, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God. Because of which. Take note of that phrase. Because of which. The heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. What is he saying? Because of the day of God, which will be after the day of the Lord, the heavens will melt. And the earth, everything, everything that is in the earth and in the heavens, everything will be dissolved. He is not saying the earth itself will dissolve, but the works that are in it will be bent up. 
that is what he meant by i create a new heaven and a new earth it's not like the earth as a planet will be out of existence and then you create another planet rather it is the elements in the earth and the elements that make up the heavens that will be bent up he will dissolve all of them this time not with flood like in the days of noah but with fire he will dissolve everything and then he will create something new that will exist on this same earth and will be in the heavens that isaiah says that it will make this one which god calls former you will not remember it nor even let it come to mind Then verse 13, please I'll come back to verse 12 because I need to teach something here. But verse 13 says, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, looked for new heavens and a new earth in which, in which righteousness dwells. The King James says, Wherein dwelleth righteousness. Okay. Okay. God, give me the grace to communicate this truth because it is powerful. Let me come back to verse 12. It is looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God. Number one, we are supposed to look for this. The, the day of God, we have said, is the new heavens and the new earth. Okay? That is the world to come. And he says we should look for it. And then he added another word, and hasten it. Hastening the coming of the day of God. Please, ever seen this verse? Because it is mind-blowing. Do you know what God is telling you and me? I checked the word, hasten, from, from even the English language. Not even from the Greek translation, but the English language. The English dictionary says the word hasten means, I wrote it down here. The word hasten, to hasten is to cause something to happen sooner than it otherwise would. When I read it, I said, Jesus Christ, what are you saying? To hasten, child of God, is to cause something to happen sooner than it otherwise would. And what he's even telling us to do, I mean, in terms of hastening, he says, hasten the coming of the day of God. Meanwhile, the coming of the day of God will never be until the day of the lord and the day of the lord will also never be until the coming of the lord in the air can i say that again the coming of the day of god will never be until the day of the lord and the coming of the day of the lord will never be until the coming of the lord in the air for the church and interestingly as far as the coming of the day of the lord is concerned we don't have control as far as the coming of the day of God is concerned, we don't have control. The only one we have control is the coming of the Lord in the air. And that's where I'm going. Why do I say we have control? I'll tell you why. Do you remember last week Sunday when I preached on promote life and immortality? I quoted two verses of scripture. In fact, a lot, but I can bring two. Hebrews 9, 27 and 28 said, and just as it is appointed unto man once to die and after that the judgment so christ was once offered for the sins or to bear the sins of many then the 28 says and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin the new king james says apart from sin for salvation and i explained last week that when he comes 
he is not coming to deal with sin he is coming for his own and he will come and appear unto those who are looking for him so apart from looking for the day of god which is the new heavens and the new earth or which is the world to come there is also the looking for the savior in fact i quoted philippians 3 verse 20 and 21 which also said that our citizenship is in heaven from whence also we look for the savior the lord jesus christ who shall change our vile body our lonely body our dying body our mortal body our corruptible body he shall change it to be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself so two things are here apart from looking for the day of god apart from hastening the coming of the day of god we are also supposed to look for the coming of the lord in the air we are supposed to say lord come we are longing for the day because until the rapture takes place listen in three final judgments when i preach that message i explain something that the dealings of god with israel when they came from egypt into the promised land god gave them 70 weeks okay 70 weeks according to the book of daniel and in scriptural language the 70 weeks every week represents seven years so you watch that god dealt with them for 69 weeks according to scripture the 70th week that was when the messiah was cut off not for himself but for us because if the messiah had not been cut off the gentiles wouldn't have come in the picture all of god's dealings would have been with only the jews and the only the jews would have been with god in his kingdom in the world to come and we the gentiles would have been ostracized cut off forever please think about it but out of love when we say god is love brother it is true out of love he decided that he will allow his son to be cut off even to provoke israel to jealousy he allowed he, the messiah to be cut off so that he would turn his attention from israel to the gentile world and which he has done ever since christ so from christ till now it is not part of the 70 weeks that god has with the nation israel from christ till now it has been the church age the age of grace the age of the gentiles and all god is saying is that come in come in come in because i am about to close the door he wants to make us partakers of the commonwealth of israel according to scripture he wants to make us joint heirs with israel of his inheritance so he opened the door it's a window god has opened and child of god can i announce this that that window is about to be closed the church age is rounding to a halt the church age is drawing to a close the age of grace is grinding to a halt just one of these days it will happen when the church shall be taken away when the church is taken away attention will be shifted from everything else onto israel once again for what for God to fulfill his word he has to fulfill the 70 weeks i told you from scripture he has dealt with israel for 69 weeks which is 69 by 7 it's left with the seventh week uh, the 70th week which is seven years so as far as god is concerned he has seven more years to deal with the nation israel and he will fulfill his word so when the church is gone in the rapture then he will turn his attention onto israel it will be israel's turn now go back to my message three final judgments because i cannot give all the details something will happen the first three and a half years somebody 
who will come and promote world peace promote you know world unity one world government one world religion he will try to bring unity amongst all nations and it will be beautiful the first three and a half years and bible says that he will promote so much peace and craft you know craft uh, manufacturing industries he will build i mean what we are talking about say five gene maybe there will be 15 gene or 2015 or he will build something that will blow the minds of people and bible says he will promote promote so much peace and with that same peace he shall destroy many ah, that's so dangerous somebody who promotes peace and with the same peace he destroys many because three and a half years into that seven years when the church is gone what is going to happen is that this antichrist will discover that the nation israel is not compromising because as far as the nation israel is concerned they are still looking for the messiah they don't believe that jesus christ is the messiah they are individuals in israel who are christians who believe that jesus christ is yeshua hamashiach he is jesus the christ but the nation as a whole they don't believe they believe that this whole thing is a game just like it happened when christ rose from the dead you know it gave money to the soldiers that when they asked that what happened tell them that whilst we were asleep his disciples came and stole I mean, coming. I mean, this is. I mean, this is what called political game. You know, propaganda. Propaganda didn't start from today. Oh. It started long ago. The propaganda was that tell them everybody that whilst we were asleep, then they came and stole the Messiah. And indeed, the Bible says that story has been believed even till today. So in Israel, they don't believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again. They consider him as a rebel. They consider him as somebody who was, you know, actually acting against the mosaic law so they don't consider him but one day they will call on him it is that call that will bring us back to the earth oh yeah and they they will be compelled to acknowledge that jesus is the christ he is the lord so the antichrist this is not part of my message but i'm just going back into uh, some of the things i shared two years ago in the three final judgments in the first three and a half years when the antichrist realizes that Israel is not compromising. Israel is unique. They are still practicing a unique worship called the Mosaic Law and the sacrifices still awaiting the Messiah to the extent that they will even build and there are signs on earth now as to pointing to the rebuilding of the temple. The, the Solomon's temple has been destroyed two times already. Okay, There's going to be rebuilt the third time. Once you see the construction works beginning child of god know that the church age is also drawing to a close we are just about to check out of here because we don't belong here in the first place so when the antichrist would have seen that they have built the temple and they have even put a seat in that temple awaiting the christ when he comes he will come and sit on it then the antichrist will say look i am going to do something to these people i will go to israel if they're not going to compromise then i will go and sit on that seat and tell them i am the christ worship me according to matthew 24. and when israel refuses to worship him as the christ then he will now marshal all the goat nations in my message three final judgments i spoke about the goat nations and the sheep nations he will now organize all the goat nations the goat nations are the nations that are against Israel, while the sheep nations are the nations that are for Israel. He will he will organize all the goat nations to, as it were, 
surround the nation Israel with one mission to exterminate. There have been several times, and several times, I mean, to to exterminate, to eliminate, to do away the word is annihilate, to remove completely the nation Israel. You remember, is Hitler? Hitler tried it several times, even in the days of Esther and um, he, her uncle. You understand? Israel has always been under under threat, but this time round, it seems it's going to work. I'm using the word "it seems" because for the first time, when the Antichrist marshals all the good nations of the world and surround Israel, they will be throwing every bomb you have never imagined into Israel. And according to scripture, according to prophecy in scripture, to test, I showed that scripture when I preached on that message, to test of the nation Israel will be destroyed. Hmm. That's not fun. I hope you know that. That's what Jesus Christ spoke about and said, when you see these things happen, don't even run to your rooftop to go and take your cloth. I mean, pray that your flight will not come in winter. And woe to those who are bearing child in those days. It shall be horrible. And because of their elect, he will even shorten the days. Other than that, everybody will perish. So two-thirds of the nation Israel will be destroyed because for the first time, it will seem like the nations are succeeding against Israel. They will be pumping their bombs, pumping everything. Uranium bomb, chemical bomb, um, every bomb you can think about. And the one-third that will remain under the preaching of the 144,000, 12,000 each from each tribe. They will be preaching. I see, we have been telling you the Messiah is the Christ, the one you rejected. Repent, repent. And under that preaching, they will be converted to God. And for the first time, there is not a nation on this earth that has ever, as a nation, called on God in the name of Jesus. I know, for instance, in the nation Ghana, we organize. Um, you know prayer uh, for the nation the presidential palace we organize but that is not the same as the whole nation because even when we are praying together with the pastors and the president there are other other people in the nation who are practicing other religion is that not so so we cannot say that we are all but for the first time you will find a nation one complete nation who are under the threat of death come on i can imagine what will be happening in those days who will be watching from heaven I pray you'll be among those who go to heaven. We'll be watching and you will see that for the first time, Israel will be calling on God. And for the first time, they will call on God in the name of Jesus as a nation. That's the first time it's ever going to happen. A whole nation coming together to call on God. And it is that call, come come oh lord we 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 repent we realize that we rejected you you are the christ it is that call by the time that call would have been heard and answered another three and a half years would have passed that second three and a half years is called the great tribulation the church is already in tribulation john 16 33 jesus said behold he said that uh what Uh, in the world you will have tribulation I have heard people who preach on pre-tribulation, post-tribulation. There's a whole spiritual debate on post or pre-tribulation. But I think that one day, maybe we'll make time and establish the understanding very well. From my understanding in scripture, I believe that yes, the church is in tribulation, but the church has not been appointed. According to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, he says, God has not appointed us to wrath but to obtain salvation and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, God has not appointed a church to partake of the wrath that the, the nation Israel will go through, which is the great tribulation. It is true we are in tribulation, but let's not confuse tribulation with the great tribulation, because it will never be 
and the Bible says that it will be as something that has never been before and there will never be its kind so it is the worst form of tribulation at the moment we are not going through the worst form of tribulation there are pockets of trouble here and there when you don't have food to eat then you are crying that's not tribulation that's not tribulation the real great tribulation will happen then at the end of the seven years so here is the point i'm making the seven year period that window okay it will also be a period where those who were left behind after the rapture will have to as it were save themselves by their own blood because that time people will be calling for death death says me i don't kill people any longer better find your way because i know my time is also up <clears throat> and people will go through horrible moments so only few may be saved they are those who allow themselves to be killed by the antichrist because they would choose not to conform because they had heard the truth but they didn't believe but this time they will be forced to believe that christ is the lord and when they want to be separate and not join the one world government one world religion of the antichrist they will be killed but those people will be resurrected also before the end of the the great tribulation please take notice in scripture they will be resurrected there was, there's another resurrection and there's another rapture there's it's a, it's a few people bible talks about those whose whose comments were not stained with you know with sin and we will stand and we'll sing a song that is unique to them alone it's in the book of revelations one day i'll go into detail about that okay all right i know some people i said this to say that some people have confused that rapture to mean that it is the church that will be raptured during the great tribulation i beg to differ no not when we have learned these things all our life i'm telling you i beg to differ the church will be raptured before the wrath of god is poured upon the nations of the world but then there will be a people that will also be raptured towards the end of the great tribulation so that they will be a part of the first resurrection because when christ shall come there will be no more resurrection it will be natural people who will go into the millennium the thousand year reign of christ the day of the lord so for uh, for those who died in the lord during the great tribulation to be part of the first resurrection god will allow another rapture i pray for you that god will open your understanding because these things are in scripture but as you read scripture may god point them to you that you will know the truth and the truth shall make you free glory be to god what is this man saying let me let me round up let me round up what am i saying all i'm saying is that we cannot do anything about the coming of the day of god neither can we do anything about the coming of the day of the lord but we can do something about the coming of the lord in the air because the only condition we have control over is to be longing for his coming so that he shall change our vile body our lowly body our dying body our mortal body our corruptible body to be conformed or to be fashioned like his glorious body when that happens every other thing we have no control the seven year period that israel will go through we have no control israel will go through it indeed and according to scripture wanted who will remain will call on god and then christ will respond to that call and then together with christ and the holy angels we shall move from heaven and we shall land on mount olivet and fight the battle of Armageddon. please take note before even satan will go into the everlasting fire satan will only be bound by an angel with a with a very big chain and be cast into the bottomless pit for a thousand years but the first person to go into the everlasting fire is an antichrist and his false prophet that's to tell you how god will be angry with such a man i don't know how what kind of anger will make god let somebody go into the everlasting fire even before satan himself 
Why? Because Satan will give him his seat to operate from so the Antichrist will operate with satanic authority and satanic mandate. That will make his mandate so strong. Said that he can even he can even create what's the name? An image and make the image to talk. And then everybody will be made to worship like in the days of Nebuchadnezzar. That worship because this is not the voice of man, this is the voice of God. You remember in the book of Acts, something like that happened. Herod. Herod was sitting in his palanquin and they were making you know orations be behind him and before him that this is not the voice of man, this is the voice of God. God hears that thing so much, I'm telling you. God is a jealous God. In fact, his name is jealous in the book of Exodus. So when you begin to make yourself God, you are you are a dating or something. Everybody and what irritates him or her, I'm telling you, and this thing irritates God. When you make yourself God, you, you are in trouble. So Herod, the Bible says, an angel smote him, and immediately at worms, the man who was just smitten by an angel, worms started eating him up. Don't make yourself God. Next month, by the grace of God, the Lord wants me to begin another message that will help us start praying for this nation. I call the heavens do rule next month beginning from the first sunday in october i'll bring a message i title the heavens do rule so that we can start you know organizing the midnight prayer crew and then we'll start praying in the midnight hour and sometimes in the midday for the glory of god but let me round up my message i said that this is the point the day of god has to do with the coming of the new heavens and the new earth the world to come which christ will hand over God Almighty, so that God will be all in all. But that can never happen until the day of the Lord, which is the thousand year reign of Christ. And the thousand year reign of Christ can also never happen until the coming of the Lord in the air, which is to take the church away. And when the church is taken away, there's a seven year period for God's attention on the nation Israel. After which we will come back to the earth, reign with Christ, and then the day of God. So the question is, what do we then? What do we then? How do we now hasten the coming of the day of God? Since He says hasten, the, hasten, the word hasten means to cause something to happen sooner than it otherwise would. Let me round up my message. This is where Revelation chapter twenty-two comes in. Let's go there. Jesus, Revelation twenty-two. Revelation chapter 22 the verse 20 the book of Revelation was actually an encounter between the Lord Jesus Christ himself and John the Apostle the Revelator on the island of Patmos when he had been fried in oil and he didn't die they cast him there according to history some people say that he even lost his sight I wonder how somebody will write wonderful things like this without physical vision that's amazing but John the revelator wrote down these things and then the concluding verses of Revelation chapter 22 John says he who testifies to these things says and he quotes so if you are using a modern Bible you discover that the next line is in red um, uh, the letters are in red color meaning that they are not the words of the writer but the, he is quoting the Lord Jesus Christ. It's only the Lord Jesus' words that are written in red in the scripture. So he who testifies to this thing says, Surely I am coming quickly. Unquote. What did Jesus say? Surely I am coming quickly. And from all that I've said, you will know that the coming, there are three phases the coming of the Lord in the air, 
and then the coming of the Lord to the earth, which is the day of the Lord, and after that, he himself will subject himself to God to the coming of the day of God. And we are asked to hasten the coming of the day of God. That's the last one. And we cannot do that until we first hasten the coming of the Lord in the air. Are you getting my calculation? And to hasten the coming of the Lord in the air, look at what John did. John, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, after Jesus had said, surely I am coming quickly, what did he say? He said, Amen. Full stop. Amen means what? Enyeho. Enyeho. So, let it be. I believe that if there is anything that God wants the church, the body of Christ worldwide to do, it is that we will say, Amen to this scripture. But he didn't end there. John added another one. And he didn't add it by himself. It was the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. So the Holy Spirit penned down these words so that we will repeat them just like John. He said, Amen. Then he said, Even so, come, Lord Jesus. So why is it that when we hear the Lord is coming, they say, Oh, I rather train. I want to give up to twins. I want to do my first degree. I want to do my master's. I want to. When Isaiah 65 verse 17 says that this woman will not be remembered nor come to mind, he calls it even former by reason of the new one. So, why do you settle for the former when there is a new one that awaits all of us? Why do you settle for the crumbs when you can sit at the king's table? And feast at the Lord's table. So that is not to say that we should not do anything. I'm not preaching to be, I mean, for us to become extremists where you will sit down in your. I know some people hear some of these messages, and because of lack of understanding and because of ignorance, they go and sit at home and cross their legs and say they are waiting. There was a time in the USA, some people, you know, were taught like that. And the person who led them eventually. I don't know. I've, I've, I've always not checked this history. Whether he killed them himself or he allowed fire. Everybody got, I mean, they died because they said they were waiting for the Lord. I am not preaching that kind of thing. I am saying that in our day to day activities, in our endeavors, in our going out and coming in, we shall have at the back of our mind, even so, come Lord Jesus. You don't know how this world, if not for grace, I'm telling you, this world would have eaten us up and you will see it. When we go to heaven, you will see what will happen to this world. When the church is gone, because we are the light of the world, and because we are the salt of the earth, when there's no light, darkness reigns. And when there's no salt, nothing is preserved. We are the reason why there's some taste in this world. When we go to heaven, you will see in the last three years before we come back to the earth, you will see that people will give birth. And just like it happened in Bible days, there is nothing new under the sun. People will give birth and say, today is your turn. Let's just fry your baby and let's eat. And they will eat with joy with no conscience whatsoever. Their conscience will not break them. It will not convict them. They will just, I mean, it will be easy. Just take a gun. People even do it in the in grace. Under grace, people just take a gun and just shoot. Shoot, shoot, shoot. And even threaten and say, if I don't kill this person, I am fake. Are you there? And go ahead and kill. Give seven bullets in somebody's head. Even in grace. How much more when the grace period is over? You will see on, on, I mean, the most unusual wickedness. That is when you will see that man, the heart of man, is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? God is saying that you haven't seen anything yet. There is wickedness in the heart of man. And when, when the church is gone and there is no more light, darkness will dominate. When there is no more salt, nothing will be preserved. 
That is why don't settle here. Our cry, our longing should be even so. Come, Lord Jesus. Unto them that look for him, shall he appear the second time. You must be a part of those who are looking for his, his coming. He's coming in the earth to begin with. Before we will come back with him. And then the coming of the day of God. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Whoever is under the sound of my voice. Whoever is listening on IPLN radio. Or IPR TV. Or you are watching on Facebook. I pray for you right now. That in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Or maybe you even listen to it on um, Summer Lessons Podcast later. Or IPLN radio later. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. That God will touch your heart. To begin to see the revelation of where we are going. The world. The world. When we say the world is coming to an end. It simply means that God wants to bring in the new. The former. He wants to do away with the former. And the only reason why it has not happened. Is because the church is a hindering force. We are the reason why darkness has not taken over. So that God will pour his wrath upon all sons of disobedience. Then he will bring in the new. So we are the limiting factor. We are the hindering force. But we must begin to cry in the midst of our endeavors and our embarking on gospel activity. We must begin to cry and say, Even so, come Lord Jesus. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Come, come Lord, come. That must be your longing. That must be your cry. That must be your desire. That must be your prayer. That must be your appetite. We must exhort one another about these things and so much the more as we see that day approaching and you can see it because the signs are there i said watch israel if you want to know the sign just watch israel everything that scripture has said will happen has already happened the only thing that remains to happen is the church to be taken away when the church is taken away indeed by that time you would have seen that the temple would have been rebuilt you see it. The Antichrist will come into full effect. He has not appeared because we are the Hindu force, according to scripture. But when we are gone, then you will see evil taking over. Don't settle here for anything. Don't let this world become your home. We will go and we will come back. But we will not come and inherit the evil world. We will come and inherit a new earth and a new heavens. In which dwells righteousness. In other words, in that world, everything is right. The world to come. And Isaiah says, this one will not be remembered. Nor come to mind. I pray that your mind will be renewed. That you will begin to think heaven. If you are risen with Christ, Colossians 3 says, See those things which are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. You must set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. For you are dead and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ wins, our life shall appear. Then shall you appear with him in glory. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you with understanding. I pray that the spirit of understanding will come into all those who hear this message. Because that is what the body of Christ lacks generally. But you as an individual receive the spirit of understanding. May God give you illumination, understanding into the things and the purpose of God. So you will know his timetable for us. And you will function according to God's timetable. Not according to your timetable. According to God's timetable, what we are supposed to be doing is even so. Come Lord Jesus. May the Lord bless you. In Jesus' holy name. Amen.